Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Masaro Method. So I'm very excited today to welcome Bassam Barabundi. He is a Syrian dissident, a former, actually, employee of the Syrian state. So he's someone with deep knowledge of Syria. And given this tragic and horrific earthquake that has hit Turkey and northern Syria, I thought it was about time that we talked about Syria on this show. As many are aware, Syria was essentially... The Ukraine before Ukraine and that Russia engaged in horrific acts, devastating acts against the Syrian population in order to prop up its puppet regime, the Assad regime, uh, this brutal, tyrannical regime that still controls parts of Syria, but not all of Syria. So we, we want to like lay the, lay the groundwork for that so we understand what's happening there. Uh, but in any case, Bassam, it's, it's just wonderful to welcome you to the show. Thank you both. Thank you. I appreciate it that you host me on this show. So before we begin, as always, I want to say please share, comment, like, and subscribe. Get these voices heard and keep the channel growing. So, Bassam, to begin, could we just get a very brief idea of your background? I mean, what has happened in your life? You, you went from working for the Syrian state to now you're in the United States uh, and you work essentially against the Assad regime. That, that is true. My friend, I graduated from American University of Beirut. I studied political science, public administration. I worked with the UN a little bit. Then I joined the foreign ministry in Syria, hoping that I can help my country. It wasn't fruitful uh, experience in a way, but we always have a hope that tomorrow will be better. When the Syrian revolution 2011 started, I, like many other Syrians, we hope that the regime will act and listen to the people and move forward the country. What happens exactly was the opposite. He just bombed everyone. I didn't find myself that I belong to that, that regime. Simply, I, I said, I'm, I'm leaving. I, I, will, I cannot stay uh, in that bloody regime. I cannot defend them. I cannot work with them or for them. And I stay here in, uh, in my last station. It was in the Syrian embassy in D.C., where um, uh, I work with the Congressional Affairs and uh, other, other Syrian-Israeli uh, peace things. Uh, I start my own job. Uh, we create a company called People Demand Change. It represents exactly mm -hmm. what the people need. People demand change. And we try to be the voice of the people to the U.S. administration, not only the Syrians, mainly the Arabs, to tell the administration this is our need rather than this is what you think our need. So we make the bridge yeah. between the civil society, local activists, women group, and the humanitarian activities or organization over there. Uh, with the administration, USAID and State Department to say, look, guys, you cannot, we appreciate what you are doing money-wise, but you should do it in the right way, right way yeah. that fits what is going on the ground rather than your playbook. And we're still working on that in a way or other. I left that company a while ago. I started my own consultancy group. Uh, so this is my background in short. No, that's, that's really helpful and you're a real expert on these issues. So let's, let's set the stage then of what is happening in Syria. So now we come off yesterday with this devastating, awful earthquake. I actually had the opportunity yesterday to listen to a little bit of what the White Helmets are saying. And I mean, let's actually also really quick go through who the White Helmets are, if you don't mind. Because Syria is, is still, I mean, officially under the control of the Assad regime. Assad sends diplomats to the UN, but the whole country isn't. That's and true. the parts that have been hit by this earthquake 
are the opposition-controlled parts. Is that right? I mean, let's That's just... That's very right. So let's yeah. back a little bit about the history. History is very important to understand what's going yes. on here. When the revolution started, started by civil society. People were asking simply for democracy, human rights, the basic needs for any human being. We, we, they didn't ask much over there. What Assad regime and Iranian, what they did, they simply they killed all the leaders of civil society. They don't want any peaceful voice and release all the terrorists who were fighting in Iraq. There, we have so much people. And these people, the terrorist group or, or the extremist Islamic group, they were empowered by Assad regime, by Iranian and later by Russians. And now, in order Assad and Iran they want, and Russia, they want to make the, the, the message to the West, either us, that you know who we are, as bad as we are, but you know us, or the Islamist extremists. Uh, then we had the ISIS, then we have HTS, we have so many groups created by Assad, and they are people work with Assad still today. They are exchanging benefits of the war. Uh, Russian came to save Assad 2015. The international yeah. community, United States, they didn't talk much about it. They say we will lead Russian in Syria. Uh, they hope that Syria will be another Afghanistan. Unfortunately, they, they just make a lot of statements. They didn't do anything. Russia, in, from 2015 till 2019, according to the Russian foreign uh, defense minister, who is still the current minister, defense minister, they say we use more than 300 new weapons in Syria. Oh. Uh, so Syria was a place for experimental area free. They kill the people. They destroy everything you can imagine. The hesitant of U.S. administration, Obama administration, to act in Syria encouraged Putin to go to Crimea. It's very much related. Uh, they, the, the Russians study American attitude. They study how they react. The U.S. What they do. encouraged Putin to go to Crimea? Mm, they're enacting in Syria. They didn't face Russian in Syria. It, 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 it gives the message for Putin you have a free hand to other I parts see. of the world. Yeah, I see. You see, on Syria, because they just... You're saying, you're saying because the U.S. allowed Russia to... They didn't resist Russian interference yeah. in Syria. They didn't put pressure on Russia, serious I pressure, see. rather than just make statements, some few sanctions here. But they say, right. guys... This was, the, this was the famous red line, Obama's that, red line that was stepped over and nothing happened. We have right? so many that red lines. The, so we have the, so the, many the, red the lines. Chemical weapons. Chemical red weapons, line, the yeah. red line. Then the Crimea, uh, then the Syrian, the, the, the Russian red lines on Syria, indirect red lines that don't come. And then when they come, they say, okay, well, you are here. What can we do now? Uh, that make the, the Russians make the, they allow them to have space to study the American attitude, how much they are mm. interested, what they will do, what the tools they will do. And I think from the Syrian experience, they found out going to Crimea will be a cheap cost or low cost on Russians. Yeah. If that will be some sanctions, that will be some statements, that will be blah, blah, blah. So it's easy. Let's take the land. And that's exactly what happens. Uh, in Russian today, other, we back to the earthquake from Russian angle. The Russians have been bombing Syria for, from 2015 till almost till today. Most of the houses has been destroyed. The foundation of the buildings is not working. Is you know after all the six years of non-stop bombing, all kinds of weapons, barrel bombs, chemicals, you name it. When the earthquake, unfortunately, that tragedy happened two days before, the building already collapsing, cracking. Uh, there we have almost three million IDPs, internal displaced people who left the Russian area, regime area hoping that to have safe place on the border with Turkey. 
this is where the earthquake happens. So yeah. you have that tragedy that these people ran away from Russians, Russia bombing that area. Their area doesn't have any foundation for building. They don't have any medical equipment. They don't have any hospitals. They don't have anything, literally nothing. The basic of the basic, as if we are living 200 years ago, 300 years ago. And then this earthquake happens. Uh, that is make, that, this is a huge tragedy. Uh, what we see or we saw last yesterday and today and I will see tomorrow, I think the number of people who are uh, expected to be killed or the official number, the final number, easily will be more than 10,000 people, easily. Oh. There you have villages as it is, has been destroyed. There is no equipment to go and watch and see. Unfortunately for the Syrian, because that part is outside the regime control area, is close to Turkey, it make it on the gray area, how we, the international community, how we can go and help. Uh, we cannot work with Assad, State Department yesterday, they were very clear, this person, this regime, by support of Russia and Iran, and they just gas their people, they destroy their people, they... They destroy all the hospitals, schools. So how can we work with these people? How can okay, we? Okay, so but we're, we're we, yeah. I mean, we can't work with Assad, and yet yesterday, Assad regime was up saying, you know, we'll take money, but it's got to go through us. It can't That's go. It. You know, I mean, they they want to steal it, right? I mean, they want it. They want to they want to distribute it themselves. This is this is Russian playbook. Look, this is exactly the Russian playbook. This is what they do. They support authoritarian regime, who try to blackmail the West in its own tragedy and say, I need the money, and you don't interfere in anything. I'm not accountable how to spend the money. Right. It was easy for the Assad in his statement to say, guys, I forget there is an area outside my control area. I will open all these borders, lines, world lines, and I will let all my humanitarian aid go to the northern Syria, for example. Then it will be gesture for international community, for the people to say, wow, we have a government that care about the people. What happens is exactly the opposite. He said, we don't care about these people. They are not our people. And you know what international community? Give me the money and there's no money for them. It's ugly, you know, but it's, it's pure Russian. This is, this, is, this is the mentality of Russian, yeah. uh, how they manipulate the leaders, they work with them. They yeah. cannot bring a smart person. They cannot bring a legitimate person in the country and work with them. The minute you get legitimate person, the first thing they will do, we don't deal with Russian. Uh, the, right. the, yeah. the, the other things which is very interesting, uh, the Russian, the, the regime allies are Iranian, Russian, Cuban, Venezuela, yeah. Algeria, I mean, five, six countries. None of these countries send any humanitarian aid. Russia is a very wealthy country. Even they have a war, they have the problem. But still, they are one of the wealthiest in the oil and gas. Iran is the same. Algeria is the same. Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, all this Countries. Yeah, the alliance, uh, the alliance of tyrants doesn't really have one another's backs when it comes to this sort of thing. When it comes to say, say, no, guys, we are helping you to destroy your country. That's we, we, we right, are. Right, yeah, that's what we do. This is what we do. But when yeah, we, we help we, to destroy your people, we don't that, have to that's save it. Them. This is we are <laughs> professional. We can give you all the tools, equipment, ideas to do it. Yeah. But when it comes to humanitarian aid, sorry, we can't do nothing. Right, and uh, and I'll and I'll say, I mean, it's what a contrast that the Ukrainians who are fighting tooth and nail for the free world and their own sovereignty against Russia, the first thing they do is offer to send a rescue team to northern Syria, that whereas the great. Russians say, oh, we can't send anything, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, there's one statistic from the, from the UN, said that IKEA, furniture, uh, Swedish furniture company, IKEA, right? They donate more than Russia to Syrian. Yeah. 
it's it's amazing. I mean, the yeah. Russian they, they just use the Syrian land to destroy the lands, use their own weapons. Which, by the way, it shows in Ukrainian war that their weapons is bullshit. They were yeah. using in Syria because there's just civilian people walking in the street and they hit them all kind of weapons. And they say, no, oh, we have very good equipment. When when they had real, they, when they faced real army, Ukrainian army on the ground, it's failed. And yes, that's exactly right. They yeah, failed yeah, in yeah. everything. We saw yeah, this failing in everything. Russia, Russia is good at murdering civilians. That's, and that's it. basically it. You that's know, easy um, for them. But when they face the Ukrainian army, who's they, it's not as equipped as Russia, not as strong yeah. as Russia, not as large or big as Russia. And yet the Ukrainians were able, were able to defeat the Russians in the first three weeks before all this international community support to Ukraine came. To right. be fair, I'm not saying this because of the international community support Ukraine. The Russian thought that they can took Ukraine or Kiev in three days or four days. That that their assumption is written everywhere. When right. the Russian, when the Ukrainian army stay for three weeks, defeating even the Russians or Russian didn't able to do this, that will allow all the international community to come in and support Ukraine, which means that all their experience in Syria has failed. Yes, exactly. Even though, even though, I mean, I'm, I'm. I'm very much a believer in your point that it was the Syrian experience that emboldened Putin. So let's let's talk about sort of Russia and Syria and kind of the disaster of the response here, um, because I think that I think that you're exactly I mean, just the historic response and the way that Russia has backed up Syria. I mean, the, the, the key, I guess, the core difference between Russia's invasion of Ukraine and Russia's, you know, really. I mean, devastating actions, just horrific war crimes in Syria is in the Ukrainian case, the Ukrainian government is against Russia. That's and, true. you know, I mean, in the Syrian case, the Assad regime is endorsing the actions of Russia. So so it's the Assad. So legally is different. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it's I guess I guess what is the. What I tell is, you what. what do we, I, I tell what you do what. we learn from this? Yeah. I, I tell you what. Look, the, the state is about the people. It's not about the government. Yeah. Uh, so when the Russian came, we are coming to liberate Syria. The Syrian didn't understand liberate Syria from whom. Uh, we end up the, the Russian liberate Syria from Syrian. Right. So, so, yeah. <laughs> simply, yeah. Simply, exactly. simply, simply, in, in the name of Assad. In the name of Assad, Russia used the Syrian refugee. They were hitting all the Syrians to leave their countries and go to Europe in order to empower the extremist or right-wing group, political group in Europe that support Russia. So they use the Syrian case in, in, in manipulating Europe. But at the same time, again, the state is the people. There's no need, there's no state without people. So when the Russian and the Iranian came say, we want to liberate, help, people start wondering, help whom, against whom? And we figure out that they are coming to liberate Syria from Syrian. Today, uh, in 2011, we used to have 22 million Syrian in Syria. Today, after 10 years, 12 years, we have 10 million in Syria. Oh, so we have 10 million left, half of population run away from Russian liberation. <laughs> <laughs> you see, on the Iranian liberation. You see how that works? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, today in Europe, we have around 1.5 million Syrian. In Turkey, we have 4 million. In Egypt, 1 million. In GCC countries, we have 3 million. In Jordan, one million. In Lebanon, one million. It's amazing. I mean, the Syrians are everywhere. We have everywhere, every corner in the world, we have some Syrians left there. Uh, yeah. th so this is, 
we if we back to the legality of the things, that's right. Russia and Ukraine is aggression power, is occupation power, it's violating human rights and United Nations charters, if we call it like this, on legal terms. In Syria, it was asked or requested by the government of Syria or Assad regime to come. But that when it comes to the people, I think laws is irrelevant. Today, people demand that Russia leave. If yeah. we talk about, if we, if we make a pilot, very, uh, very transparent voting for Syria, what do you want? People say Russia leave. We don't well, well I guess, I, I mean, yeah, Russia leaves. So, so the people, I think, I believe that the people demand is, is much higher and more important than the law. We, the people make the laws, not the laws create the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the fun. I mean, democracy. It's right in their name. The, demos, the democracy, the people. That's... You know, the rule of the people. So, no. I mean, I'm 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 supportive of that. I guess I just I wonder what should have the the United States and the West done differently. I guess obviously I, I I'm with you with the red line. You know, like that was setting a red line that gets that gets crossed and then you don't do anything. Like nothing emboldens tyrants more than that. Um, look, look, even, even I, I get your point, even on Russian things. I mean, Russia, when Assad used the chemical weapon, 2012, uh, Russian made commitment to the United States that Assad will not use the chemical weapon anymore. We, as a Russian, we committed that we will dismantle all the chemical uh, factors, industry, everything. We will take it out. We will be in charge. We will blah, 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 all this. Assad used the chemical weapons from 2012 to 2018 more than 50 times. 50 yeah. times. Which means the Russian, even they, they, they just sell wording. They, they, they see themselves as superpower that should be trusted. Where their act is less than regional power, less than regional power, and that cannot trust. Uh, they, they, the way they use it, I think they use it even in Ukraine, when they start to hit the civilian uh, buildings, hospitals, schools. What do you need for hospitals? If you are in the war, you go to the battlefield. Why you go uh, to the hospital infrastructure? They they do what they did in Syria. They want to create more immigration movement from inside Ukraine to put more pressure on the president Zelensky on the neighboring country to say, guys, stop! We cannot take more than refugees. Let's talk with Russia according to the Russian term to stop the war. That's yeah. what happens in Syria, and that's still happening in Syria till today. So in, in that sense, the United yeah, States. Yeah, you're right. Did, it, it actually was the exact same hope. Right. That, yeah, yeah, and, 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 and they got what they wanted in the Syrian. In Syria, they get they want everything they want. The United States till today, they told the Russian, please don't kill the people. And that's yeah, it, the that. migration crisis did scare the bejesus out of Europe, and they said, okay, fine, Russia. You know, exactly. Russia. Where, whereas what, what can in we the do? Ukrainian case, that has not happened. No, Ukraine because of the Ukrainian government. I mean, this we back to the to the people of Ukraine. They defend themselves. They had an army. They. Russia, they stop against Russian aggression. In our part, in our case, the regime is the aggression. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So I guess, I guess this, this brings us nicely into, I think, a really important topic. And that is, that is because of this kind of fundamental difference in the cases. In the cases, there are, there's the free Syrian opposition and there is Assad. And Assad is, is, is backed by Russia. Um, I mean, can Assad survive without Russia? If Russia, if Russia was gone, would that be the end of Assad as well? Uh, look, Russia, it's, it's, it's big. I mean, when we talk Russia in Syria, we talk Russia as security council. We can talk about Russia military forces in Syria. We talk about Russia who give Assad credit lines. We talk about Russian forces in Syria, uh, military forces, uh, the Navy based in Syria, the nuclear uh, submarines in Syria. So collectively, if all this left out, leave, Assad has nothing to, to survive one day. That's it. 
uh, all the military Assad regime, military spare parts is from Russia, for example. If there's no more spare parts, nothing. Uh, the regime, after five, six years, they run out of the money. Uh, so the Russians say, okay, we will give you credit line, we will give you spare parts. But you know what? Since you don't have money, we will own your Syria. So they start to exchange uh, spare parts, money, credit lines, you name it, whatever, by taking the oil fields, by taking the telecommunication, mm -hmm. by taking whatever wealth Syria had. Syria has a lot it's of wealth. It's very Chinese so. of them. Very Chinese way, pure Chinese way. But in China at least built something and take loans and take the... Russia is killing and taking the, the, the lands. Yeah, yeah. China, China builds you something and something. takes your stuff. You know, they build Russia something. Russia kills people for you and takes your you stuff. You see the difference with the Chinese. Chinese, yeah, yeah, at yeah, least, yeah. I mean, with, I, I mean, we don't agree with the Chinese. In, I mean, they are even supporting Assad more than Russia uh, in the Security Council. But they yes, are. Oh, big time. Uh, China used the veto on Syria more than seven times. It is the largest number of veto China since China joined the Security Council. Uh, but at least China model in Africa, let's say they build airports, roads, whatever. Uh, they over overprice it, and they say, you know what? We need the oil, gas, or, or diamond in return of that project. In Russia, case in Syria, they destroy Syria, they kill Syrian, and they say, you know what? We need all that wealth you have in Syria as a price of killing or keep killing or keeping tranquility. So when whenever the people or the international community try to push Russia to do more political settlement, they always say we don't have the leverage on Assad the way you think we have on them. I think the reality is Russia want to end Syria game the way that show Russia winning on the West. Uh, this is a big problem and big problem for Syria because this endless, endless, endless war. Right. Uh, today, Russia and Syria, they need to succeed in Syria politically in order to, to give the model they want to Ukraine. So it's very much connected. If they politically defeated in Syria, if the international community put serious pressure on Russia to say we need settlement and this 10 million refugees should come back safe uh, without any killings. Uh, we have more than 1 million disappeared people, displaced people, not disappeared, killed in the jail of Assad regime. They, we have more than 1 million people. They just disappeared in Assad jails. We need to know what happens to these people. If if we back to the normal political settlement, Russia will lose, hundred percent will lose, and they cannot afford to lose because they need the Syria model politically to be in Ukraine. Right? Uh, yeah, they hold up. They hold up Syria as a great victory for them in a sense because they, to say they this is the model for Ukraine. If you later on, if there will be settlement in Ukraine, it will be the same settlement in Syria in the sense that we, as a Russia, we put the condition how the end game will be you know i actually i actually think one could look at the the ukrainian president before so there was zelensky there was poroshenko and then before that there was yanukovych True. and yanukovych was corrupt as all heck he was in the pocket of russia he was a would-be autocrat and he tried to consolidate power within ukraine and the ukrainians did a revolution and threw him out that's true. And, and, and I could and I could I, I mean, I wonder if that is a mirror of the, 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 the essentially at this point still ongoing Syrian, the, the years and years and years and years ongoing Syrian revolution that kind of because Russia was able to uh, uh, support Assad never came to fruition. And Assad is still, you know, brittily ruling from Damascus. Is that is that a they, is that they, a they want to avoid that scenario of Ukraine in Syria? 
because they know if there will be yeah exactly that's so it's, it's, that's what I'm trying to tell the Americans trying to tell Western, the, the Western media that the case of Ukraine and Syria even they are completely different legally geographically but for Russia it's one they yeah. they look at it the same way if we as a Russian if we allow have democratic uh, process in Syria for sure any coming president will not be as a friend as Assad. So why to make that case? Why exactly. why why to move forward? Uh, they need puppets. Yeah, they need puppets. They and need this puppets. puppet they just make him dirty as as dirty as they can as Assad. So yeah. you have he he killed I mean there's so much legal cases against him. The more we have cases against Assad, the more he will connect to Iran and Russia more. So let's say Ukraine I I believe Ukraine will win this war. Um, and return to its 1991 borders. And I think there is a real possibility that this leads to Russian disintegration, or at the very least, deep Russian isolation and weakness. They already isolated. Yeah, I mean, not as isolated as they could be. Yeah. I mean, we, could do, we could do more, of course, um, than we're doing. I mean, there's amazingly still certain German companies doing business with Russia and all that. Kind of, but, but they're more isolated than they were just a year ago, of course. Um, and they'll, they'll only become more isolated. Um, would, could this lead to the fall of Assad? And if it does, I mean, I mean, let's go through a few scenarios for serious future. I mean, I mean, what is the, what is the set of circumstances that lead to Syrians returning a democratic Syria, uh, a Syria that, you know, could be peaceful, prosperous, um, and, and good. Look, know? uh, the real politics in real politics, the United States is the superpower. That's it is the superpower. There's no other competitor. There's no other. So the, the people follow United States. When they saw United States is very serious in Ukraine, they put all their efforts, politically, militarily, financially, you name it. In the Ukraine, all the world follows. All European, they get behind United States. All the world become to support Ukraine. Uh, when they saw the same countries that United States is not serious in the Middle East, not serious in Syria or countering Iran, uh, not serious enough to, to make a strategic decisions. Uh, then they say, if United States is not here, so guys, let's, we should f- protect our own interest. And that gives space for Russia to be in the Middle East. So the Russian foreign minister yesterday was in Iraq and was telling exactly counter messaging of United States. United States is not here. They don't care about you. They are stealing your wealth. We are here. We support you. Uh, the Saudi-United States relation, it, it, it looks like it's not that good. So the Russian and Chinese came to Saudi Arabia. All this, it's, it's one package for the Russian. They don't look Syria and Ukraine separate. They think the more we get these countries, which is loyal to United States, allies to United States, but they are not feeling good with United States policy toward our region. So we have that cracks that Russia can't fill. And the Russian, every time they go to these countries, they say, you know what, you should deal with Assad. Just visit him. Uh, we don't need anything from him. Don't save money. Just visit him so we legitimize him. We're floating him. Uh, but this, if United States is serious in Syria, the world will follow as well. So, so this is a, so, that's a so, great... So, so you see, the more United States leave an area empty, it will be filled by Russian or Chinese or Chinese and Russian. This, yes. is, this, this is what it is. So the Middle East in general, the people feel, the people general feeling in the Middle East in general that United States is leaving, 
and there's no direction what is coming next. So the national interest of each country is a, if American is leaving, let's look about Chinese, let's talk about Russians. Well, and, and what an opportunity when the Ukrainians are fighting so valiantly and have Russia on the back foot to, to, to basically come in and say, hey, look, Russia's, Russia's not going to be around, you no. know, and, and, and we are, you know, and I, that's a... Look, one, I mean, one, one of time. the positive effect of Ukrainian tragedy, it shows that Russian military equipment is bullshit. Sorry yeah. for using this You don't word. want it. You don't, don't want it. it. I mean, we everybody saw it. Everybody see what happened with Russia. Before the Ukraine war, the Russian, they used to go to all military shows and put their equipment and say it has been in, tested in Syria. And they show the videos, how accurate, how, how destructive it is. Yeah. It's, it's inhuman. Literally, it's very much inhuman experience, inhuman presentation. Look how many people we killed as terrorists. Uh, but the same equipment, when it's being used in Ukraine, when the Ukrainian, they had the determination to fight back. Uh, look, very important thing. All the military equipment that come to Ukraine, if the Ukrainian people don't want to fight, this military, this equipment equal to zero. Yep. All this money is coming to Ukraine. If the Ukrainian don't want to fight back, liberate their lands, this money, this equipment equal to zero. Russia will take over. What is making Russia defeat or lose is the Ukrainian determination to liberate their lands. That's right. Part of that process, it shows that Russia, they don't have chain of commands. They don't have logistics. They don't have food. They don't have spare parts. They don't have uh, the technology they are talking about. They have nothing. They have nothing. They, uh, they have nothing. They They're just, just a brutal horde. That's they it. just make yeah. the show in Syria because they were just using their weapons on civilian on the ground. That's it. It's a great point. I mean, it, it's like You see Syria. the point? No, your point is fantastic. And it, and it gave us a extremely false impression of the power of Russia. Very true, I mean, yeah. in, in, in a sense, it was it was our allowing Russia to murder all these people in Syria that gave us this false impression of Russian power. That Very was true. wrong. Which is that very wrong. wrong. I mean, if, if Ukraine war didn't happen, people will have perception Russia is strong. And we cannot fight yeah. Russia. There will be World War III. Remember well, we how thought Ukraine was going to fall how, in three days. I you mean, remember we, this. We, remember how we, many times we heard that World War III is coming because of Ukraine war? Totally. Every day we hear it. But it's yeah. I mean, Russia doesn't have the capability to feed yeah. its own people, its own soldiers, not its own people. They don't have the yeah. logistics. They don't have anything. They are just counting on the time that the Western countries, they will fed up. From that it's case. all a big lie. They're big liars. That's what they do. This, this, what, this is Russian. This is the disinformation campaign. It has not only That's disinformation, right. they play on the time. So after they hope that after one year, when the winter is coming, things will change. Luckily, God was merciful for us that we have nice winter. It wasn't <laughs> cold winter the, the way they expected. Right. You know, they they expecting the gas will goes up, the gas goes down. Nope. Yeah. You know, everything goes against Russian calculation that use other side elements to make the people defeated from inside. That's right. Uh, but it doesn't, it didn't work. But if the war of Ukraine didn't happen, the war till today will be seeing Russia as the superpower that we don't want to make them angry. We don't want to we fight finally, with them. We finally got their number. Let's not lose it again. Basam, thank you so much. Thank for you for on having me. Wonderful, your time. wonderful little segment. Get Thank to know you. Syria. You hopefully, know, pray, pray for the Syrians. Hopefully, we'll, we will uh, celebrate uh, liberation of Ukraine and Syria That's right. soon, inshallah.
That's right. That's right. Independent and whole Ukraine and free Syria. Absolutely. Inshallah. Thank you very much Thank for you, having Bassam. me. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye.